You're listening to Marist Connections, a podcast produced by the Marist Alumni Office, highlighting members of our Marist family, including alumni, students, faculty, staff, coaches, and many more. Hi, guys. I'm Amanda Benton, Assistant Director of Alumni Relations at Marist and a graduate from the class of 2011. For the sixth season of Marist Connections, we're bringing you stories of alumni athletes. Today, we're chatting with Isaiah Lamb, who played basketball at Marist and then in Armenia. Hey, Isaiah. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Good, thanks. Isaiah graduated from Marist in 2019 with a degree in business administration. He's been featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated twice. He was a four-year starter as a forward on the Marist men's basketball team. After graduating, Isaiah went on to play professional basketball in Yerevan, Armenia, while completing a certification in personal training. The Armenian team won the 2019-2020 regular season championship, but the season was then cut short due to the pandemic. When COVID hit, Isaiah returned home to run Lowland Company, an online fitness-based company that sells activewear and home exercise equipment that he had started in 2018 while attending Marist. He also used his time to start an online personal training business where he could train people from the comfort of their home. In October, 2021, Isaiah started a new job as a physician liaison for the Maryland Vascular Specialist where he put his degree to work. Thank you so much for joining us. You've had a very interesting career in the three, four years since you've been out of Marist. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so looking at basketball, how did you first get started? How old were you and what drew you to the sport? Uh, I guess it just kind of happened naturally. Um, my whole family's into sports. Uh, my dad's a swimmer, my mom ran track, and my older brothers play football. But I also happen to be the tallest one in the family, so I guess uh, – got drawn to basketball somehow, some way. Um, but my first year playing basketball was eighth grade. And then after that, it kind of soared from there. Yeah. And then how did you choose Marist? How did you end up playing there? Uh, Marist, uh, I would say found me. Um, in school, uh, I was getting a lot of looks from a lot of different colleges. Um, however, I tore my ACL and lost a lot of scholarships, but Maris was the one who kind of stuck by me and believed in me as a player and kept my scholarship. So um, I decided to go to Maris versus uh, other schools that were closer to home. So it was a chance for me to get away from home and get a, get in a, get in a different environment and, um, you know, meet some different type of people. That's great. That actually kind of leads into my next question, because I know basketball often recruits athletes from both around the United States, but also other countries. Uh, what was it like to get to play with such a diverse group of guys from all over the world? Uh, it was amazing. And uh, it honestly prepped me for the future because I ended up playing basketball overseas. But um, coming in, we had a I had a teammate from Australia, um, Sweden, Denmark, uh, Iceland and Montenegro. So um, team is very diverse and uh, basketball is that one thing that we all had to come and then brought us together. So uh, I always say like basketball has its own language. It doesn't matter what language you speak or what background you come from. Um, we all know basketball and its rules. So um, I, think it, I think it was a really amazing opportunity to play with all these different types of peoples in the state of New York. So. Yeah, that's great. And like basketball really is such a close knit you know, you have to be so in sync with each other on the court. Definitely, yeah. So when you decided to play professionally abroad, 
what is that process like? Is it you get recruited? Do you have to apply? How did you decide where to go? Yeah. So uh, once again, out of college, uh, I knew I wanted to play at the next level, um, but I didn't really have anybody by my side to let me know what I should be doing. So I got on a recruitment side a little late. Uh, agents was talking to me while I was still playing. Didn't really know who to trust, who not to trust, who to talk to, who not to. Um, but I ended up get to hooking up with an agent and um, he hit me. He gave me an opportunity to play in Armenia. It was very late. It was in November. So um, when I signed with him, it was literally in a matter of two days. He found me a contract and I had to leave that next day. So wow. I signed the contract and I flew out to Armenia. Um, really, really long flight. <laughs> Uh, over 21 hours, and that brought me to Qatar and then to Qatar to Armenia. So very long flight, um, you know, um, but I love the experience of just traveling and just kind of getting out there on your own. Um, so your so season must have been like, it was it already in progress when you got there? Because usually basketball starts around November, yeah? Yes, so I actually missed our first game. I came in um, during the second game of the season. Okay. Um, but my experience there was really nice. Uh, we didn't just play in Armenia. Uh, we were, we played in Russia for uh, three weeks. Um, and then from Russia to Belarus to Georgia. And I played a little bit in Iceland too. Um, so I got a chance to play a lot of places um, um, within my rookie year. So um, I I had a good career, a uh, good chance to travel and see the world. Um, so, yeah. That's, did you have a favorite city that either you played in or just had a chance to visit while you were abroad? Um, I would say Iceland by far is the most prettiest place I've ever seen and been to. Uh, the people are really, really nice. Um, uh, and then close behind, I would say Moscow um, is really, really pretty. Uh, once again, in Russia, um, very different culture. Uh, the language is really hard to understand <laughs> and even try to speak. Um, but uh, great experience. You know, I love to travel. And um, yep, I remember these moments for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the language, was the Armenian team mostly English speaking? Were they, was it mostly in Armenian? Did you have to pick up a bunch of the language or? Uh, yeah, I definitely had to pick up some of the language. Um, but um, our coach um, was very, very smart man. He spoke six languages and English was one of them. So he would say everything in Armenian um, for everyone to hear. And then he would say it again in English. Um, so he spoke he spoke both languages. Most of the teammates uh, spoke a little bit of English, uh, but not a lot. Um, I often found that the younger generation in Armenia spoke English very well versus the older and did not. So I guess they're learning it in school. So yeah, yeah, school and also I'm sure with like internet being more of a thing now, right? We just have more shared cultural stuff that probably makes it easier. They probably watch some American TV shows like. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you have a favorite moment from your basketball career? Uh, favorite moment? Um, I will have to say playing in Ireland with my college team. 
Uh, we had an international trip. My first time playing overseas and getting a chance to um, got me excited for the next step, um, being able to play in Ireland with my college team. And we actually won a championship there. So it was just an overall great experience to be able to leave the country and play and win. So uh, winning always makes things better. So yeah, <laughs> would, yeah. Uh, in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like 2018 or 2019. I remember that. And I remember like all the pictures with the trophies and the big banners. And that was like a really exciting time for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I felt like superstars over there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you got to take advantage of that. So yeah. switching gears just a little bit, as the pandemic hit, you had to return to the States uh, and kind of quickly find a new job. What was that like? Were you, did you have to leave Armenia or was that just like a professional decision or? We definitely had to leave just because of the unknown. We didn't want to get stuck there. And yeah. um, it was just a lot of fear going on in people at that time. And uh, I knew personally, I just wanted to get home to my family. I didn't want to get stuck anywhere. So um, we left before the playoffs and they ended up sending everyone home anyway. Um, and then once I got home, I uh, was, staying on top of my business while I was there as much as I could. So when I got home, I could just continue to expand. And COVID kind of helped me out in a way because I um, focus on calisthenics, meaning body weight training and home workouts. So it was kind of my thing anyway. So it was kind of a um, breakout year, I guess you can say, yeah. um, because I was pushing home workouts. Everyone had to do home workouts. Gyms was closed. And uh, things were starting to come together. I started to um, include my clothing into it. And uh, I think now I'm more focused on that, um, the, the um, active wear side of it, the merch. And um, that was going pretty well, um, but I wanted more. And um, working for yourself can be challenging. And so I decided to get a job. And yeah. uh, that's when I started. Uh, working at uh, Maryland Vassar Specialist as a physician liaison, and I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to be in the medical field, and this is kind of my chance to be in the medical field, but on the business side. So it's um, business medicine, and I didn't even know it existed, and I'm so glad I kind of stumbled in that uh, area. <laughs> what? So what does your like average day or week look like? I know it's obviously changed dramatically but like kind of what is the core focus of your job well right now um i guess you could say i'm pretty busy um i'm a personal trainer uh certified personal trainer so i train before work before 9 a.m and train after 5 p.m as my personal training job um at copper mine um and then while I'm working uh, as a physician liaison, I'm basically bridging and building relationships between um, our providers and doctors and their doctors. So um, we do an array of uh, veins and artery procedures. So God forbid if someone has a DVT and, uh, and a doctor's practice, instead of referring them to a hospital, they should come to us because we are certified and specialists in veins and arteries. So we can get them a lot in a lot faster and help them a lot better than going to a hospital. You can only imagine how crowded and chaotic hospitals are during these times. So yeah. um, it's kind of a no brainer and um, 
just trying to help people out basically um yeah <laughs> yeah and then you're still maintaining your own company as well that low lamb side exactly yep and uh, my free time mostly on the weekends i do most of my low lamb stuff my week is pretty busy um all i do during the week is stay um, up to date on social media um, but on the weekends i try to send emails out and um just keep people engaged just so you know they don't forget about the little, little lamb over here that's awesome and you actually started that while you were still at marist like what inspired you to like just kind of start a company in the middle of your junior or senior year yeah um well i am someone who's been through uh tough times when it comes to injuries and basketball so i always know i wanted to do something else other than basketball because I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to be in a position that it was just basketball or nothing. So I wanted something else. And um, it's kind of have it's kind of hard to have an internship or a job as a division one basketball player. You don't really have much time during the summer or anything like that. So I immediately said, why don't I start my own business and just um, drive up income? I'd rather start now instead of getting out and then having to start fresh um, with no one around me. I just thought it was the best idea ever <laughs> at yeah. the time. So uh, I started it, um, low lamb in school. I started off with two little core sliders. Um, they're like two little plastic plates that can work on hardwood floor and carpet. And I was like, wow, like I can get a great workout in the square in this small space in my dorm with these two core sliders like, I need to share this. So I uh, looked into private labeling, put my logo on it and started to sell those. Um, I started to notice that people didn't really know how to use it or what it does. And, and I actually started doing low lamb classes um, while I was in Marist too. Um, some of the football guys and um, some of just general public Marist students came out to some of my classes. So it was pretty exciting and starting to pick up and get some notice. and um by me being in marketing graduating with a marketing degree it was kind of playing hand in hand i got the stickers build brand awareness and i created a little so-called low lamb team to kind of push it a little bit so i was just kind of putting everything i was learning into practice so that whole transition was just really cool and exciting for me yeah that's great and definitely taking advantage of your resources and your professor's brains and your class projects to put it towards yep. something that's going to be useful down the line definitely yep so you've obviously had like, a, like you've only been out three years but already kind of had a very career and you have this like personal project as well as now working for a company is there anything that you're still hoping to accomplish either personally professionally basketball wise like what are your future plans if any um, future plans, uh, definitely move up in this medical business space, whether it's um, in my company that I'm in now or another one. Uh, I think I'm uh, very, I don't know, passionate about it. You know, I, I like what I do and um, as well as build Lolam to be a little bit more of a household name and get in that um active wear space where people are shopping for low lamb instead of just nike or adidas you know just kind of pushing that as well um i'm also doing some basketball training too so i would love to continue that right now i train um, a group of um, high school girls 
basketball players and they're awesome. You know, I'm really starting to like that too, just because um, just by my knowledge of playing overseas and playing at division one basketball, um, I can just pass down a lot and I like to see their brains ticking and starting to put it into uh, game situations. So I really like that. I would love to continue to keep training. Um, I don't know. I just like staying busy. So it's hard for me to say what exactly I want in the future, but um, I guess just elevate all the things that I'm doing now. That's great. I love that you're a mentor to this like next generation of athletes. What would be your advice to someone who's looking to play division one basketball or just a division one sport in general, either in terms of practice or balance or finding a college or kind of like what advice do you give to your girls? Just staying focused, you know, um, and playing hard. Um, it's just so many distractions nowadays, whether it's the video game or trying to go out to a party or whatever it is. While you're younger, I just say lock in early and then you can enjoy the rest of your life um, when you're doing whatever you like to do successfully. Uh, you know, that's how I always thought about it. If I put in my work early and um, later in life, it'll be easy. Uh, just to put it in perspective, if you get good grades, you it won't all come down to the SATs when you're in high school to try to get into school because it happens like that. And then, you know, uh, if you put in your work early during the, during the school year, when it comes basketball season, you're not crunching numbers to try to make a grade point average. You know, if you do your work early, it'll be easier on the back end. So that's kind of like how I'm living my life now. Yeah, I don't get a chance to do that much fun stuff, but I'm putting my work in early and hopefully I can retire early or spend the rest of my life, you know, enjoying and not struggling and grinding all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great advice. Um, so do you have a favorite marriage memory that we can end on? It can be basketball related, but it doesn't have to be. I'm going to just group them all at once. Go. <laughs> During the, the spring or summer days in school is that normal school day, but it's so nice that you can just lay on the Marist Beach. If you don't know what the Marist Beach is, it's a nice little lawn area with the with the chairs in front of the library. And, you know, they, they were the best days. When you don't have class, you can just sit out on the beach, take your shoes off, maybe play some Frisbee. You know, it's just, it's a simple thing for me. It wasn't, I didn't have any big traumatic days, but I love those days when the sun's out sitting on the Hudson and you know everybody's outside so <laughs> yeah I mean I graduated about 10 years before you and I would have to say the same thing you know once you get those first like sunny days in April the beginning of May and the sun is out and everyone just slowly starts making their way outside with a book yeah. or football whatever it is yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I always used to hit my friends up. Hey, we meeting at the beach. Yeah, we going to the beach today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like people would like leave and go to class and come back and you'd still be there. <laughs> yeah, I'd still be there. <laughs> so you don't miss nothing. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? I don't know. I'm, I'm on Instagram. If you guys want to give me a follow, I'll follow y'all back. Just shoot me a DM. Let me know you uh, Marist alumni. I give you a follow um, at Fit Like Lamb, um, and my low lamb is Low Lamb Co. Um, and uh, I love the support. So you know, if 
you are in Baltimore or Maryland and you got an event going on or you need any help getting anything out there, or I would love to use my platform to help you all out as much as I can. And um, yeah, that's all I got. That's great. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for taking time out of your schedule to talk with me. Um, for those listening, I hope you'll join us again next week as we continue our series highlighting Red Fox athletes. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can keep in touch and know every time we post a new episode of Marist Connections. We'll continue to bring you conversations with alumni as well as students, faculty, staff, coaches, and others essential to the Marist community. If you have suggestions for future podcast themes or guests, please email maristalumni at marist.edu. You can also check out Marist Alumni on Facebook or official Marist Alumni on Instagram. Have a great day, everyone.